Welcome to the Inspiring Minds Podcast, hosted by Justin Starbird and presented by the Edison Awards. Listen as Justin talks with innovators and pioneers that are changing the world around us. True modern-day Thomas Edison's walking among us. Guests will answer the most difficult of questions facing startups, established brands, and folks with great ideas that are just getting started. Learn how these amazing innovators have gone from concept to commercialization and what it took to get there. Take notes as they share with Justin how they navigated through research, development, and in true Thomas Edison fashion, marketed and sold their newfound innovations. You're listening to the Inspiring Minds Podcast. Welcome back to this episode of Inspiring Minds. My name is Justin Starbird, and I am excited to welcome Kathy English, the Chief Marketing Officer of Vicera to, uh, to the podcast today. Kathy, good morning, good afternoon, and welcome, uh, welcome to uh, the podcast. Thank you, Justin. I'm delighted to be here. I'm really excited to chat with you about the topics at hand, and um, it's going to be fun. Well, I'm excited as well. It's great to great to finally meet you. I've been um, fortunate to have followed uh, Vicera's success over the last several years, and you know, you won a, an Edison Award this year. So, first of all, congratulations on that. What has that meant for you and the team? Oh, thank you. We are absolutely thrilled. Of course, our leadership team and our product managers that developed the product that that won were so proud. They were walking around the office award and just bragging rights with everyone. <laughs> so it was, it was wonderful and our customers are thrilled at the same level as well. Well, that's great to hear. Um, and I know we made the announcement uh, of being a finalist prior to the world changing in and around us. And so um, I, I'm certain that it will be exciting to be able to get that physical award and, and uh, high five when everybody does come back to the office, no? Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. In fact, um, I think I have it here in my office at home that I'm going to be taking back in and putting in the trophy case. Well, that's great. Well, Kathy, uh, tell me a little bit about uh, your role uh, with Vocera and, and what you kind of oversee. So I lead marketing uh, and marketing reports to the CEO at Vocera. We touch pretty much every department within our company in terms of employee engagement, but also we set the stage for how, how we're gonna go to market. Mm -hmm. um, I work with the investor community team. I work with uh, our people team. I set the stage for everything that we're gonna say in market, whether it be messaging, creative sales presentations or pitching to the media. So we pretty much touch everything. Yeah. Well, so tell me a little bit about Vocera and you know, you guys touch a, a bunch of different spaces um, and different industries too. We do. We um, started our company 20 years ago this year. So we turned 20 in 2020. <laughs> the 20 year old startup, right? Here. There you go. And uh, our first product line was a uh, Vocera badge, and it was inspired by Star Trek, actually, <clears throat> way back when. Mm -hmm. And it was intended to be a communicator that was voice activated or voice controlled. And as we looked at the different industries, this communication device became really important for healthcare because the healthcare workers are mobile workers. 
They have their hands on patients, turning patients, changing dressings, um, moving patients from the bed to the chair, all the kinds of things that require both hands. So having a hands-free communication device became a novel thing and an important business solution for nurses, for doctors, for transporters, for anybody that worked in healthcare that was mobile. And so that's where we started from an industry perspective. Um, we call on hospitals and health systems as well as senior living and long-term care. And over the years, our communication device became a software platform, which allowed us to scale communication, not only through our hands-free communication device, but also through secure texting and through applications that would run on the smartphone as the phone started to evolve and become embraced in healthcare. Mm. And I would imagine that, uh, you know, um, when they say frontline workers or essential businesses, you know, your lives have changed since, uh, since March as well. Absolutely. It's, uh, first of all, our customers stopped talking to us. Our prospects stopped talking to us because they were on the front line and they were the ones that were taking care of all these patients and the surge of patients that were coming in to the health system. They were preparing for how to manage in a pandemic, the infection control risk. And so they had to focus on the patients as opposed to talking to a vendor to buy a new solution. But something very happened. We had our customers that were using our product call us desperate for more product. Because what happened was, as COVID surges happened, they were building makeshift care delivery areas. They were building emergency department check-ins in tents in the parking lots. They were setting up hospital beds in convention centers and or stadiums. And those aren't typical care delivery areas. So they needed ways to expand their services and communicate with one another in ways that they never had before. Um, we had a hospital up in Seattle that had a makeshift emergency department in the parking lot of the hospital. And they had patients presenting who were going into cardiac arrest. Hmm. So the clinicians needed to call the emergency response team. So they used our Vocera Smart Badge to be able to activate the communication or the voice by saying, okay, Vocera, and push a command out to the response team to say, I need help in the parking lot. And they could start CPR while they were doing all of that and have the team come and help them. Um, so literally saving lives. No kidding. That is a, a, a you know, uh, incredible testimony right it is being able to see you know how you're actually impacting that on the on the uh, front line yeah it, it's amazing what happened too you, you think about when you set up a whole bunch of hospital beds in a stadium typically if you're in a hospital bed and you're in the hospital if you're a patient you want to call the nurse and to call the nurse you push the button on the call button that's attached to the wall behind the bed well, in a stadium, you don't have that. Right. So we were actually able to scale our platform in such a way that we could put a Vocera badge on a bed, 
leave the channel open so the patient could actually call the nurse because we can route directly to the nurse taking care of that patient mm -hmm. and allow that nurse to answer the patient right away. And what's cool about that is most of these COVID patients are on isolation. So the nurses are wearing the protective, um, personal protective equipment, the PPE. And with a hands-free device, they could actually answer the call from the patient without having to touch a phone or any other types of communication device. So they could actually keep their PPE on, they could talk with the patient, they could find out what the patient needed, and then they could gather all the things they needed and go in and see the patient and bring them what they wanted or needed or the care that they needed at a given time. And what's unique about that is that if we didn't have our ability to communicate to the patient in the room, the nurse would have to take off the protective equipment he or she had before going into the room, put on new, go in the room, find out what the patient needed, and then come back out, take the equipment off, and put on and go get the supplies, then come back and put new equipment on. Because you can't go in and out of a room without the right equipment to protect both the patient and the clinician from the disease. Right. And you can't re reuse it effectively between patients. So um, every time you take that off and on, you're, you're risking cross-contamination. So what having the, the um, communication device on the bed and with the nurse under her or his PPE did was allow this closed loop communication and a reduction in the need to change your PPE needlessly and put both at risk for infection or cross-contamination. Wow, who would have thought that that would have been, I mean, listen, it, it's so fascinating to hear some of the amazing stories that have come out of, of all of this and, you know, how there were, you know, companies like Becerra prepared in an event that, that something that has happened. How, how, you know, I guess if we pull back the curtain just a little bit and say, you know, um, clearly the technology works, clearly the platform, it was set up for success, but how did you, you know, years ago start preparing, you know, for um, that scalability uh, to be able to meet the needs of some unforeseen circumstances? That's a great question, Justin. It, we have always worked under the philosophy of following the customer and developing around human-centered design techniques, mm -hmm. meaning that you, in order to design your product to be effective and to support the workflow in the business, you need to be immersed in the business and understand what happens from a workflow perspective. And the thing about healthcare is it's always changing. You've got um, a nurse's day is never the same as it was intended to be when it started out um, when you end the day because you have patients crashing. You have doctors coming in and wanting to talk to the nurse at any given time. You have new orders. You have new patient arrivals. So it's this dynamic environment. And the only way to design a product that's going to solve for that is to be immersed in it. So our product managers actually go on site. They follow the clinicians. They understand you know, what happens on any given day and what the way that workflow might need to change. 
So what we did was develop our platform so it could be configured and modified through an, a system administrator at the hospital to fit any new use cases. So when you're using our Smart Badge or our Vena app, um, you will want to call people. You want to call them by name. You want to call them by role. You want to call a group. And you need to call that group um, in an effective way to support the workflow. An example of that would be, we don't know that they're going to be getting all these COVID patients in that are going to need to be turned on their stomach to allow the lungs to expand better as they start getting into the, the respiratory compromise. So we allow our system administrator through the tools that we've delivered in the platform to configure new groups. So several of our hospitals created groups called the prone team or the proning team, which means you, if you're a clinician and it's time to turn the patient on their stomach, you would say, okay, Bocera, call the proning team. I need to turn the patient in room 201. Right. And so then the proning team would come because you can't turn somebody on their stomach with just one person. You need several people. <laughs> right, right. And you know, we had no way of understanding that that would be a need way back when. So developing the platform in such a way that it could expand, could be configured for new use cases and new medical devices that might come out um, was, was at the foundation and core of our development way back when. That's incredible, you know, um, to, to think that, you know, all that extra planning, you know, so many companies, one of the first things that they do is, is um, as they hit tough times or, or make pivots, they, you know, reduce R&D or they reduce, um, you know, th that immersive element uh, to get to know the product better in lieu of, you know, just pushing out the next update. Um, how, how do you guys go about you know, taking those newfound use cases that, you know, you, you, you're finding in, in the workflows of clinicians or nurses or doctors, and then, you know, turn that into updates for the platform, the app, um, and the, the communication system. We do a lot of listening. We have uh, it, a user group called Affinity, which is our large customers that that we meet with quarterly and they give us input on new design. They give us input on new ideas and our product managers are always on those calls. We also have uh, what I call centers of excellence, which are health systems that have agreed to work closely with us on developing new technologies or new solutions. And what our product managers will take in those requests We'll do um, some, some market analysis to make sure that it's something that lots of people would like and not just one person. And then we fold it into the roadmap and deliver, actually we deliver releases, I believe, updates every 30 days. Okay. We are, um, we're definitely, in, we have an agile product development um, methodology, so we are, constantly evolving. That is so neat to hear, uh, you know, how you go from, uh, you know, uh, taking newfound information and, and actually turning it into actionable 
actual results for your customers. What do you, you know, for um, for those platforms and, and for the the applications that you have, what are some interesting milestones that, that you can share um, that have occurred, you know, in the last six months with everything that's happened? So in the last six months, there's been lots, <laughs> actually. The, the scenario that I, I called out earlier where we placed the Vocera Smart Badge and Badge on the patient's bed and opened up the channel was a new innovation. And we ended up doing a couple updates to the software to, to enhance it to make it even better. The other big thing that happened recently is now that the smart badge is being worn under PPE, we have to train the badge differently from a voice perspective because your voice is now a little bit more muffled. So we, we've had to um, elevate the, the voice capability a bit so that it listens um, in a, a little bit of a smaller range as opposed to a larger range for voice cues. So we have done some updates to voice for that. Um, the other, other big thing that we've done recently is we are developing a um, PPE optimized smart badge. <laughs> it sounds kind of crazy. Right. But PPE is different in different sites. Um, in Canada, we have a lot, some of our clinicians that are wearing these great big head covers that look like a snorkel mask tubing set coming off both sides. And then trying to have the smart badge pick up their voice through that snorkel-like apparatus required a, a bit of enhancement. Yeah. Because your voice is really, really muffled. Mm -hmm. um, so, so we've done a, a lot from, with the voice optimization um, recently be, uh, since the COVID pandemic started. Um, the other thing that we've done is um, we had a we have our Vocera badge, which was the first version of our voice communication device or hands-free communication device. Um, and what we would do is allow for a clinician to call for help if they were in a compromised situation. And when you're you're a nurse alone in a room, it's scary. Um, I I don't know if your listeners know, but I'm also a registered nurse. And early on in my career, I was taking care of a patient with a high magnesium level. And she became really confused and um, totally freaked out. And, and nurses will wear stethoscopes on their neck. She came up to me when I went in to greet her and say, hi, I'm your nurse today. Pulled my stethoscope crisscross across my neck and tried to strangle me. Oh, no. And yeah, that was a little scary. So um, I would have loved to have had a panic button like what we have on the Vocera badge, which was recently added. Um, the smart badge has a little red button that the clinician can push or they can actually voice activate the panic feature and call for help. And what it does is go out and find the nearest person uh, and, and send a broadcast message for help. And times like that are times that those things are worth, uh, those features are worth a person's life in many ways. Yeah. 
luckily I was able to get my hands under the stethoscope and stop her. <laughs> but um, you can't really call out because when your throat's being squeezed, your voice gets a little bit soft. Right, of course. So anyway, so just being able to bring new features that are going to bring value to the end users makes just such a difference to our users um, yeah. and, and listening to them and bringing things that, that really impact the way that they work is what it's all about for us. Absolutely. Well, so let me ask you, you know, as a, as a now a 20 year old company, um, I don't know, it sounds like with the agile workflow the workforce and, and how you guys go about, um, you know, solving problems that I was uh, accurate in saying that you guys are a 20 year startup in terms of how you attack things. How have you, have you, how have you managed to stay so, so nimble and, and what are some things that, that companies that maybe, you know, on the upswing, um, you know, can take as a, as a way in which, uh, you know, you guys have been so successful in, in meeting the demands and, and they are really demands of your clients. Uh, well, always having your ear to the ground and listening is, is key. Uh, for me, what's been extremely helpful to the company um, in our, our business impact and growth strategy is having our product managers, our marketing leaders, and our sales leaders aligned on the strategy. You know, what segment of the market are we going after? Who are the targeting? What are the differentiated methods we need to, to say to those folks? But what does the product need to do to continue to bring value? And when I found, what I found is when those three legs of the stool are aligned, growth just happens. Sure, absolutely. And without it, it becomes a broken stool. <laughs> <laughs> You're wobbling all over the place, right? Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So how do you go about actually uh, developing that uh, business development or sales strategy once, once you've identified the solution of the problem that you're solving and, and, um, and you really think you have a hit on your hands? How do you, how do you go about taking that, that information and then commercializing it? So after we've done the research and we've looked at the together, we put a the business strategy together. So there is a, a business plan for the new product, if, if it's the new product, um, making sure that, that so with a new product, we'll make sure that the, the business case is done in such a way that we understand what the pricing should be, what the market will bear, um, so research is, is critical before we ever touch a development effort. Mm -hmm. And then our product managers will define the requirements. Uh, we'll work with engineering. We'll take it out to customers. We'll do some alpha beta testing. Um, because we have hardware that we're developing, we also use design firms. And we'll bring out samples to um, our customers. It's really cool that you can do 3d printing these days because you can actually build a new new model pretty quickly yeah and so we take it to the customers have them vet it look at it wear it <laughs> since we wear our badge um, either around our neck on a lanyard or clip to a pocket or coat lapel 
And then um, while they are developing, we in marketing are developing the messaging. We're listening to the customers. We're asking them what the value point is. And we're looking for what is that one or two big thing feature piece that we can take to market. Um, we took a, a lot of, um, a lot of Apple's approach, especially for the smart badge introduction. And we were looking for what that one feature was that people would just go, ah, oh, that's cool. So we yeah. actually led with the, the, um, the wake word, okay, vocera, because that was new in healthcare, you know, very big in, in consumer, but not in enterprise. And when you've got your hands on a patient, being able to, to say, okay, vocera, and get what you need, or whether it be a person or a lab result or a um, help from the doctor without using your hands is, is really um, the uniqueness of the smart badge. Mm -hmm. So differentiated message, then we enable the sales team that includes everything from collateral to demo demonstration models to videos to customer stories. And while we're enabling the sales team, we're building the promotion plan. And of course, adver advertising, education, getting people ready for the speaking circuit for us are all important in, in that go-to-market plan. We believe in a whole offer. So having the whole offer ready to go before you launch is really critical for success and scale. So what is, uh, what's on tap next for Vicera? What's on tap next for your team? What's on tap next? Well, we've got a few things in the works um, that are going to expand our product line. Um, we've been doing a lot recently on um, well-being and resilience because with this COVID piece that the nurses, the doctors are exhausted. So we've been doing a lot to, um, to deliver mindfulness messages through our, our software as well as um, something we call a code lavender, which is where positive intent is, is, is brought forward through the badge by announcing a code lavender. The code lavender will then do a broadcast message to all the clinicians in an area to allow them to stop for a moment and think positively about the person that we're calling a code lavender for, whether it be a staff member or a patient. Um, we're also going to be doing, adding some features around um, celebratory music, if you will. So every time a COVID patient is discharged from the hospital, a song will play across the badge for all the clinicians. So just some little fun stuff to try to help with the well-being of, of the care team. That is, that is wonderful to hear. You know, there's um, it is one thing about sitting in this position and getting to talk to folks like you is, you know, you get to hear about, you know, some of the real positives that have, have been going on, especially in the last few months. And also, you know, know that um, a lot of what we're facing as a, as a you know, community, as a society, you know, are being uh, met head on. Um, mm -hmm. it's, it's pretty, pretty interesting to hear about, 
you know, the humanization of that behind the scenes. Um, you know, sometimes you'll see a wonderful design or you see like this perfect app or, or a, a product that, that seems to hit all the right notes, but then to realize that, you know, there's a real team of folks that actually care behind it is, is just really refreshing. That's nice. Thank you, Justin. It, it just, we have actually um, over 50 clinicians at the company. So it helps to have like-minded people for the folks that you're, you're developing for. Yeah, of course. Well, Kathy, thank you so much for joining me today. Um, and I hope that we can do this again sometime soon. My pleasure. Thank you for the opportunity and I'd love to come back. It's been fun. Great. Thank you. You have been listening to the Inspiring Minds podcast presented by the Edison Awards. On behalf of our guest today and host, Justin Starbird, thank you for listening. Please share your feedback on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Edison Awards. If you have a great guest idea or want to share your inspiring story, please email Justin at justin at edisonawards.com for consideration. Thank you for listening to the Inspiring Minds podcast.